and welcome to another episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. My name's Dan, I'm here with Julia through thewrongfootball.com and we're here to talk all things American football again this week. Help me Dan Bromley, you're my only hope. <laughs> well I think uh, I think we went a little bit overboard on the uh, on the old Christmas thing last week so uh, we promised absolutely minimal references this uh, this uh, this time around. Um, what we do promise though is a roundup of uh, some of the best games from week 16 as well as our picks for the final week of the regular season, that's crazy. Uh, but first though, let's have a look at some of the uh, talking points from around the league. So how, how's things G, do you have a, uh, a nice festive period? Yeah, pretty chilled. Watched some football, um, hung out with the family, got to drink some wine, which is nice. So yeah, pretty pretty chilled and ready to go. Excellent. Well, uh, the, the, the talking point we're going to have a look at this week is, uh, is, is well, really regards Adrian Peterson and, and and what is really going on with him. So so he's the obviously he's been uh, been to the Pro Bowl seven uh, Pro Bowl seven times. Uh, absolute easy for you to say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, been to Pro Bowl seven times. Absolute um, well. He's going to go down as uh, as a Hall of Famer, regardless, isn't he? He's going to be a uh, easily a Hall of Famer. He picked up an injury in week two this season, uh, returned in week fifteen, but did very little, twenty two yards, and then and then didn't play this week. Um, after sitting out the whole of two thousand fourteen season for a drugs violation and and for other other things as well, um, do you think we've seen the last of Adrian Peterson? I wonder if it's the last we'll see him in Minnesota because I believe he's got an enormous cap number coming yeah. up uh, next season and um, he wasn't very good at the start of the year before his injury he's not been very good now and 30 plus year old um, running backs when they go they sort of fall off a cliff it yeah, seems I so. yeah I, I think you're probably right if I can't see uh, I, I personally can't see him sticking around in, uh, in in Minnesota but do you think do you think he's perhaps likely to, to end up falling anywhere else I, I, I would imagine someone will pick him up you just get the feeling if he wants to play um, he'll get picked up somewhere, but um, you can't see anybody paying a lot for him because um, he's just he's not proven that he can do it for a little while now. And so you know, Veratini's going to be hesitant. And if there's one position that you look to be able to find um, a sort of cut price option is a running back, unless you're yeah. the Green Bay Packers and then you struggle with it all season. But you know, a lot of teams have proved that if you look for them, you can find a running back. Yeah, well, he's 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 look like you say he's not really the player he was sort of two or three years ago. So I, I I'm not sure where I can where I can even see him fitting in. But do you think there's any particular teams that that are really in 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 desperate need of a running back that might might perhaps take a punt on him? I'm not sure. I don't think it'd be a case of that. It'd be more like finding one that's willing to take a punt on it. And it wouldn't surprise me necessarily if he got picked up closer to um, training camp than in that first round of um, free agent options. But you've got to yeah. wait to see what the Vikings do with him first. Yeah. Well, I think, like you say, he's, he's got a, he's, he's, there's a there's a huge cap number coming up in the next in the next year or so. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't I don't think things bode well, bode particularly well for his uh, his career in Minnesota. No, it could be it could be a tricky one certainly. Yeah. The other thing we're going to have a, have a look at this uh, this week is, uh, is, is Rex Ryan uh, and the Bills. Rex Ryan's been been relieved of his position uh, after uh, after this week's game uh, against the, uh, the the Dolphins. Um, it's it doesn't look good for Rex Ryan, and and it certainly doesn't look good for the uh, for the Bills. I mean, they it's it's a, it's a funny one because obviously there's, there's still a game left, but they want to get they obviously like we said last uh, last week week before with uh, with with a couple of other teams who've, who've made that move early. They they perhaps want to get uh, get start start making the uh, having the conversations early. But uh, do you think what what do you think's next for the uh, for for the for the Bills and and for Rex Ryan? Um, I think for Rex Ryan. Possibly, um, I, I can see him moving into media because of how yeah. outspoken he is. And I mean, I think he knows football, um, but the Bills defensively have had problems. And you know, you look at the missed tackles, and we'll get onto that in a bit more detail when we cover the game. But 
I think it might be a little bit harsh to criticise him as a defensive coordinator, as a head coach, because a head coach, your job is really to run the team. And so it's not like you can spend all your time running your side in the ball, although some guys seem to be more effective than others. But mm. it, it's a lot of blustering, brings a lot of stuff to himself. I could see him going back into coach, coaching as defensive coordinator. I'd be quite happy with him as a coordinator. I'm just not sure I want him setting the tone for the whole team, because I can come in as, as sort of a head man and say, look, you know, enforce discipline over the top of him and let him be sort of good coach to my bad cop and that would be fine um, and it's not like his pressure schemes and he hasn't created good defences but for Bills had a very good defence when he joined and it went backwards rapidly and if anything his offence his running game was better but the discipline issues and everything's going off and you think well he's only had two years and maybe that's not enough but you know, there was all these rumours that have been swirling and it feels like weeks we've been hearing about how he's not been getting on with the front office and that's always the death knell for a coach it feels like and so yeah they, they made the move um I can't be say I'm surprised given what's been happening over the last couple of weeks, but there does seem to be a shift away from the Black Monday approach. Yeah. And it does strike me as really odd because it's not like in football over here where you have games week in, week out and, and time where to change things and affect things. You've got 16 games and there's so much structure and so much is relied on play calling and the coach and what's going on that you can't exactly rip everything up and start again in, in the middle of the off-season, uh, also in the middle of the season. So it takes an off-season to implement changes. And there seems to be a little bit of, we want to make fire and we want to you know move on from this guy, but we don't want to give the interim guy too much time because we don't want, you know, we want to go out and find our own man. It, there seems to be a lot of politics and weirdness involved in a lot of these decisions at the moment. Yeah. Who's, who do you think is out there that could potentially fill the, uh, the, the gap in, in Buffalo? It's hard to know. It sort of depends what kind of coaches you're looking for. I mean, there are a few that um, are catching the eye in terms of coordinators. You see Kyle Shanahan's name being mm. mentioned a lot with what's happened with the Falcons in his second yeah. season there. Um, there's a lot of talk about Chase McDaniels um, looking ready for a second shot, having gone back to New England and done well there and learnt from his time in Denver. A couple of games in there. I'm not so good at the college games. So, you know, every now and again you'll hear Nick Saban might be pried out, pried prized out even uh with a lot of money for from alabama but it's just i i think it, it you're foolish to try and speculate too much because sometimes it comes out uh, of nowhere and we'll just have to see in which case let's uh, let's not uh, make ourselves look like fools and move on to the games <laughs> okay so week 16 was the penultimate week of the season and we're now we're uh, heading towards that uh, that very final week uh, and then obviously into into the playoffs so a lot of the uh, focus this week was around playoffs and who was going to make them and who wasn't um one game that, that kind of had a little bit of, uh, of, of, of uh, bearing on that was the, uh, the, the Thursday night game. It was the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, the Giants could have cemented their place in the playoffs with a win. Um, as it was, their loss uh, handed the division to the Cowboys. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think the Giants have already, I think they have uh, made that playoff place their own. But uh, yeah, they, they, they lost this one. It was, it was 19-24 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they were, the Giants were very reliant on the pass, weren't they? Did you, did you, how, how much of this game did you see? Um, watched the whole game um, and they were reliant on the um, pass but then they've, they've been struggling to run the ball for much of a season and mm. as much as anything they're reliant on their defence and for, for, for a long, long while it looked pretty damn damn good but the problem was that they had that sort of early Thursday night on the road team struggling I'm sat there going oh as I, as I lost my pick thinking ah road team and the Giants are a bit up and down and, and they, basically the Eagles just jumped out on them and, and got them early Mm. And the weird thing is, we're saying relied on the pass, but they got over 100 yards rushing on on only 25 attempts. So they did. 
it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't it it didn't it wasn't the kind of game where you sat there watching them and feeling like um oh yeah they're just going to keep grinding out results you know they've got a twenty yard long and a nineteen yard long from from two of their rushes and it was kind of like those big plays but it wasn't consistent and so it just felt bitty for them from a lot of the game whereas the Eagles managed to get out to an early lead and did enough um in terms of not turning the ball over and playing decent defence that um, they were able to run out winners. Yeah, it was, it was quite a tidy game, wasn't it? There was no there was no sacks for either team, and I think I think there was only only six penalties throughout the whole game, uh, only only one of which was for Philadelphia. So it was, it was quite a tidy game. Yeah, and it, it wasn't like it was a bad game. It was it was definitely competitive, and, and the Eagles will take a lot from it just in terms of uh, momentum for next season and getting a, a win after quite a run of losses and... and demonstrating that you know Carson Wentz can get some receivers and the, and the lines sorted out I mean that was the other thing was that Lane Johnson coming back from his um, suspension suddenly their line was a lot more solid mm. and they weren't having yeah. protection issues so um, you do wonder if they can build a little bit with the, the offensive line and get him and get um, Wentz some receivers who don't drop the ball quite so often that yeah. you know they could be quite a force next season and they did well. They started very well. They 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 took control pretty early on. Um, scored the first touchdown as well, and then uh, returned an interception for a touchdown as well about a minute later. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like Eli Manning's been a bit Eli Manish-ish in, <laughs> in terms of you know, sixty three attempts. I think is too many for him. Um, he got a touchdown, but he threw three interceptions. His, his yards looked good, but um, there seemed to be throwing a lot to um, to Beckham whether he Beckham. was open or not and there were a yeah. few dangerous throws you, you could have seen him he, he got picked off three times and it, it you know it, it was not inconceivable that he might have given away another couple because you know he was not scared to try and put it into uh, into double coverage a couple of times yeah and it could have been worse as well as well I, I suppose because obviously the, uh, the the Giants um Stop the Eagles on on like the half half yard line after the yeah. drive. Yeah, yeah, that uh, turned them over on down. So it was uh, it could have been it could have been much worse for the Giants in the end. Yeah, but um, a nice competitive game. Um, as I said, it was really just one in that first quarter by the Eagles who got out to the, the to the to enough of a lead that the um, Giants couldn't quite pin them back. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we both uh, we both predicted this one wrong. We uh, we both thought the uh, the Giants would be uh, beyond this one, and this was one of the one of the very few I got wrong. I had a bloody good week this week. Thirteen correct, I got. Yeah, show off. The <laughs> <laughs> um, second game, uh, another another, another uh, team who had a very good week, uh, and, a, and a lovely Christmas present for me was uh, was the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins uh, playing the Buffalo Bills, one thirty four thirty one. The Dolphins win, and a Broncos loss meant that the uh, the Dolphins uh, are comfortably now into the into the postseason with a game to go. Uh, Bills going into this one could have could have uh, mathematically made the game made the uh, the playoffs, but. Uh, had very slim chances beforehand. They now can't do it. Now they uh, now they've lost this one. But it was a yeah uh, yeah. This was a this was a good game that that ended up. It was another one for the Dolphins that ended up a lot closer than than I thought it probably should have done. Um, JJ was had another another good game. Uh, he's, he's looked pretty quiet for the last few weeks, but uh, yeah, did did all right in this one. They they, they could, just couldn't stop him. Another another two hundred yard game uh, for JJ. Um, I mean, obviously he had overtime. Uh, to do it, but uh, but yeah, another two hundred two hundred yard uh, game, which is which is good, and uh, yeah, we Dolphins are in the playoffs. Yeah, and tackling. I mean, I haven't watched all this game, but I've seen the highlights and seen the start of it. And you know, you've got that first touchdown where um, Ajay literally bounces off two defenders in the backfield and runs in for a score, and then yeah. the second one where um, I think it it is Kenyon Drake, isn't it? Who yes, it was took it to the house, having hit the line, bounced out. Turned it outside and nobody was able. Yeah, to that catch was him. brilliant. And, that was really and, good. And 
you're just they're forty nil down and, and sort of like wondering how they were going to pull themselves back into it. And mm. and it's this weird thing that we were talking about earlier in that in that the Bills have almost been a, a team that relied on their offense and in particular their running game rather than their um, defense. Which when yeah. you have Rex Ryan as your coach. Is a little surprising, but yeah, tackling and the fact that Ajayi kept being able to grind out those lines and the yards after contact had numbers must be very yeah, interesting. I would have thought because they, they that's just what kept, he's good at. Yeah, well, not only that, but the, but the Bills' defense seemed to be having a real problem with it, and you know they dragged themselves back into the game and made it close. But uh, I mean, the poor Bills fans that you know it's another sort of like seven and nine season, f- you know, coming on and and. There seems to have just been out knocking on the door, but just outside the playoffs for an awful lot of seasons now. Yeah, well, they, they took the lead in this one with a minute and twenty left in the game. They they took the lead, and the Dolphins had no no timeouts. So it was, for all intents and purposes, I was I thought at that point it was pretty much done. But Dolphins managed to managed to get level, leveled it with a fifty five yard field goal with six seconds left. It was a it was a career long for Andrew Frank. So it was, yeah, it was good, uh, good uh, good game. Um, 27-yard field goal at the end uh, of overtime settled it as well and uh, and yeah got the uh, gave the game to the Dolphins and and unfortunately took the uh, took took Rex Ryan's job off him. Yeah, I mean I think we'll see Ryan bounce back in the league, but it's always sad to see someone fired. But it's just it's been an up and down year for the Bills and it's no surprise to see him seven and eight and fighting to see if they can get back to five hundred in the final week. It's been that sort of year for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I, I, we again, we both picked this one. Uh, we both picked the same team for this one, but uh, this one we uh, we both got correct. We both uh, thought the Dolphins would take this one, and they did. Um, the Bengals. Uh, it's not been a great season, has it? Do we have um, to? Yeah, I'm sorry, mate. We do. We, we, we do it every week. You, uh, you know what? You know what's coming. Um, it's the Bengals played played the Texans uh, on Christmas Eve. The, the, I think it was the late game on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, they were out of the race before beforehand, but going into uh, Week sixteen, the uh, the Texans were eight and six at the top of the AFC South, and uh, yeah, the Texans started uh, Tom Savage, didn't they? Quarterback, obviously they, uh, they they benched Brock Osweiler during the game last week, and uh, and yes, went went to start Tom Savage this week. Yeah, I mean, it was really a tale of defence um, for the first half, in that neither team let much happen, and the Bengals pulled out sort of like a like a a lead at half time by field goal kicking but it seemed to be that Tom Savage was holding on to the ball and couldn't get much done and in the second half they played more up tempo and he managed to get the ball out of his hand a bit quicker and they did a little more and the Bengals just dribs and drabs but the the Texans defence which we've been talking about for a lot of the season about how good it's been demonstrated it and it was only that um, one play by um, to to LaFell where he was able to break a simple slant route and just go like 86 yards get the touchdown it's like oh maybe we will do this yeah. um, but no the Bengals managed to block an extra point and then miss a field goal so not only did they um, fail to win but they, they managed to lose by two points thus giving you the pick and it was just, <laughs> it was just the defence was there but you know there were signs of the stuff that's been bugging us in the secondary with Adam Jones carrying on and, and the offence just with minus AJ Green and Tyler Eifert out again it just just was a tight sort of close fought good game but it seems to be the the way with the Bengals this season and they haven't been able to finish mm. well that's that was that was exactly it the the very end of the uh, the, the the game it was a uh, yeah it was it was a Randy Bullock uh, field goal wasn't it the 43 yarder that he, uh, he unfortunately and another missed. one and if you look he, he sort of like took a full step at the beginning yeah. and then suddenly pushed it wide and it's just like the story of the season really almost yeah. and despite it being a different kicker it's the same old result uh, missed field it. goal costing him in the game that's it it was 10-12 to the Houston Texans in the end uh, on that one uh, they 
they obviously were without Lamar Miller as well, weren't they? So I, I, I didn't know whether that would would perhaps help the uh, the Bengals, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately not to be. And uh, Alfred Blue had uh, had his best game of the season so far in terms of yardage. So yeah, and that, and that last touchdown, that touchdown he scored, where 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 the run defense just just the fits went, and he went through three three the three layers of the defense just yeah. like a hot knife through butter. It was just like oh. I quite like seeing Alfred Blue though because he's one of these that I remember from Hard Knocks when he was just first coming into the league because uh, obviously they were they were following the the, the Texans yeah. la- uh, last year so it's quite uh, it's kind of quite nice to see him getting some getting some game time now and obviously not quite so much because of uh, the arrival of Lamar Miller this season but uh, yeah yeah didn't, didn't do too bad yeah I'd much rather see Geno Atkins get more sacks but you know you can't always get what you want <laughs> no no I'm sure no you can't uh, well again like you say obviously I picked up the uh, the, the point on this one I uh, picked. The Bengals and was correct. Uh, final game. This was a uh, this was a big one. This one. There's the uh, the Ravens and the Steelers. This was the other the other half of the AFC North. The uh, or the, should the top half should I say? I do apologise to you. Um, both teams have been swapping places at the uh, the top of the uh, the division for the last couple of weeks. Steelers win of, uh, would, have, would have given the, uh, the the division to Pittsburgh and pretty much put the Ravens. Uh, out of wildcard running, but as as things happen, that's that, that's exactly what happened. So uh, yeah, it was it, it was it was a. It was a good day for kickers, wasn't it? It was five field goals between the two. two I thought it was a really good game between two D teams. For, for for a large chunk of the game, it was two defenses playing really well, and it was a good gritty AFC North battle. And I was enjoying it thoroughly. And then, unfortunately, the Steelers got the momentum towards the end, and and they the Ravens just started to sit off um, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell kept doing his thing, and they were able to get the momentum towards the end and get yeah. the win. But for a large chunk of it, this game, it looked like the Ravens had it in control but it just couldn't quite um they couldn't quite eke out enough points and you know things like having a bad snap cost their um amazing kicker a chance at a field goal which you know put them three points behind it is unusual to see in a team whose special teams is um usually so reliable but yeah it was just those little things and, and the Steelers were able to get some momentum at home towards the end of the game yeah, it was an exciting end, wasn't it? It was quite a uh, quite a quite a close one uh, towards the end, and obviously the Antonio Brown had to, had to really make a make a real stretch to uh, to break the plane with the ball for uh, for their final touchdown. Yeah, that was a you know really good play by him, and, and there've been a few other opportunities for the Ravens to get scores in, and sort of like Pitter got his hand to a ball in the end zone but couldn't pull it in. But it, it was just yeah. But, in the fourth quarter, the Steelers just were able to put a run of points together and get themselves back in. Um, you know. It, how gutted they must be, uh, the Ravens fans, having had Kyle Juszczyk even, uh, you know, make that play where, you, mm. you know, he stumbled forward and somehow managed to stay on his feet enough to get into the end zone. And then, you know, with a minute 18 left, the um, Seeds were just able to go the length of the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was it, on the on the defensive side of things. It was pretty. It was good. Uh, good game for uh, the well the Pittsburgh defense. Uh, James Harrison nine tackles to assist. Lawrence Timmons as well eight tackles to assist. So uh, yeah, good day on their on their defense. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder whether James Harrison is ever going to retire. He's just like. <laughs> He's like thirty six, yeah. thirty seven, and and still putting in those performances. And yeah. Um, but yeah, the Steelers are coming good at the right time, and, and we shall just have to see how they go. But um, nobody will want to face them in the playoffs. One suspects. They certainly won't. Least of all, least of all the Dolphins. <laughs> uh, well, they, like you say, the uh, the Steelers now claim that uh, top spot in the AFC North of the year, and uh, and and yeah, we 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 both uh, got this one correct in in the picking. Right, so we'll have a look at the the rest of the games then. Uh, after those uh, those four that we that we watched, uh, the 
Jets and the Patriots met on Sunday or Saturday, even this uh, this this week. Uh, it was a pretty much a, a, a case of same again for the Jets. They just can't can't score, can they? Very one sided game. It was ended forty one three to the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, just just struggled to put the points on the board. Yeah, I mean, this game's sort of the Jets season has fallen apart, and I really wasn't expecting the Jets to go out with such a whimper. But um, you begin to worry whether Todd Bowles will keep his job the way that the team seemed to be yeah. just lying down and getting beaten at the end of this season. And I was very surprised by this. You know, 17 points was too rich for my blood, and I was wrong. You know, the, the Patriots head into the season um, or the offseason looking. Uh, very strong, ready to fill the playoffs, and you know they've got a week off already. And and yeah. who would want to play them? But yeah, very sad for the Jets. Absolutely, uh, Titans and the Jaguars. Uh, another game on, uh, on on Sunday. This was thirty eight seventeen to the Jaguars. Marcus Mariota left that one with a uh, broken leg. Was replaced by uh, Matt Castle. Uh, and uh, yeah, Blake Blake Bortles have, he struggled for the last few weeks, but had a, had a pretty good game this week. Three hundred and twenty-five yards. Yeah, and and caught a touchdown pass, which which you know for a large yeah. chunk of the season would have been more effective than what he'd done behind the line. And it's interesting that they rebounded so strongly. Yeah. Um, once 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 the team had some time to work with the new coaching staff, but you, you, it's hard to see why when when um, Gasparri was so positive and it was so all about creating such a positive culture, it, it seems you know a bit late now and the poor Titans with Marcus Mariota I don't know if you've seen the tackle but you know I haven't no it it didn't look bad it just looked like a, a, a like oh, a, I have actually yeah, yeah it just looked like a, a bog standard sort of caught from behind tackle and it, and and yeah broken leg and, and you're surprised to see him go down like that and that you know puts him out the playoffs and we'll just have to see um if they can continue this Mike Malarkey um exotic smash mouth yeah. Certainly, he has made big progress from last year, and depending on what um, the Texans do at quarterback and how the Colts rebound next year, you know you could see definitely see the Titans being in contention again next year if they um, keep developing. Absolutely, and the Vikings and the Packers as well. Uh, they they met uh, usually usually a top two battle this one on the uh, on on. Uh, in the NFC North, but uh, this this time it's just the uh, Packers that are in contention. It was thirty eight twenty five to the Packers. Uh, huge game for both quarterbacks. Put nearly eight hundred yards on the board between the two of them, as, as well as uh, seven passing touchdowns as well. Yeah, and you know, there's some talk about how apparently the um, Vikings um, secondary were freelancing a little bit with their coverages. Um, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but mm, haven't. Well, very surprising given um, you know the way Mike Zimmer coaches, and I've heard him give sort of um, discuss with players before um, what what to do and play in terms of. I know that Perfect had conversations on the sidelines, etc. Times out and stuff. But this did not sound like that, and we'll see if anything more comes out of that. But yeah, Green Bay really surging at the right time, and and with the momentum, you just get the feeling that they might do for Detroit next week. And Minnesota made the big swing, and it's just sort of got off to a great start, but they've not been able to sustain it, and it's really sort of fallen apart for them in this yeah. in this second half of the season. This is you know the second biggish looking loss I mean okay they put up some numbers on offence but you know they weren't really close on points no that's it there was, a, there was a Christmas miracle in Cleveland as the the Browns managed to pick up their first win of the season uh, it was 2017 to the Browns over the uh, San Diego Chargers uh, finally a victory for them good news for the, for, for the uh, people of Cleveland you wouldn't wish uh, you know win the season on anybody and and mm. we all knew that there was going to be a lot of losses this, this season um, 
just you know they went for a lot of young talent and turning the roster over and and you could just see that you know that they were essentially tanking for 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 picks and this was was a building year but you know it's nice to see them get the win and you know if you look at the sideline when when that field goal missed and they knew they won it was it, it was clear that there was a lot of relief felt by that coaching staff wasn't it yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Redskins and the Bears, uh, Mets as well. The, uh, the Red- Washington Redskins won this one by 41 points to 21. Another pretty one-sided game in the uh, very cold-looking Chicago. Uh, Matt Brown averaged over 10 yards per carry for uh, Washington as well. That's uh, that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a that's a, an incredible average. I'd need to look at sort of the breakdown of how he runs to see how he amassed it. But yeah, yeah. no, that, that, that is a very big average. But it, it also surprised me that the Bears have been playing tough football in recent weeks. And okay, the record hasn't been great, but they've been doing... They still managed to find something to salvage out this season, despite you know one of the biggest injury lists in the NFL. But um, yeah, Washington just turned up you know a couple of weeks too late and made a real um, you know winning um, statement about this after after a couple mm. of of games that f- frankly have probably cost them playoffs. And yeah. uh, you wonder what they're going to do with um, Cousins in the off season and whether they're going to try and franchise him again. But yeah, it, it, I was not expecting this result. That's it. Uh, speaking of the Falcons, Falcons thirty three sixteen over the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, it was a, it really just cements the uh, the Falcons' top spot, doesn't it? And and, and really makes makes sure that they uh, they've they've they get into those uh, into that into that playoff. Yeah, position. they seem to be coming good at the right time. Um, you'll just have to see how far they're going to the playoffs, and hopefully there won't be too much of, of the knock on uh, Matt Ryan as a quarterback and whether he's clutch or not but they seem to be you know really firing with their two running backs back fit and healthy keeping that offense that pretty much leads the league um, playing really well and the defense seems to be doing enough and you know in a dome that seems to be a winning formula for them and I'm looking forward to seeing them in the playoffs as am I. Uh, the Colts Raiders ended with a uh, 20, 25-33 win to the uh, to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they looked like they were running away with it early on, but the uh, the Colts came back towards the end, largely due to a a big injury to it's Derek Carr, who, who broke uh, his was it his fibula. Yeah, it was his fibula, and again, it was another play. It didn't look a bad tackle. This yeah. one I haven't seen. Um, again, it, it was another kind of relatively straightforward tackle rather than an enormous hit. And, and bizarrely, um, given all the money that they invest in these players and how seriously they take injuries, he rode off in a buggy with his leg mm. bent, sort of, you know, not like stretched out, but literally like sat next to a guy, you know, as, as if he was just sitting normally. And then, yeah, yeah. broken fibula. So um, hard to see that. Um, he's played so well all season. He's, you know, one of the few um, in with a shout of an MVP um Canada see this year or certainly that's the way people are talking and seeing him go down injured is um, tough like that and you know, the Colts are a strange team going to 7-8 and eight despite uh, Andrew Luck playing very well this year but just didn't surround him with enough it would seem yeah uh, Buccaneers Saints this one ended up with a 31-24 win for the New Orleans Saints uh, Buccaneers have technically still got a, a slim mathematical chance of, uh, of making the wildcard wild card position despite the loss but uh, yeah win for, uh, for New Orleans again yeah and frustrating for I would imagine for Saints fans that um, Drew Brees has had like another good season but they've just had that dip and weren't able to um you know, get enough wins to get mm. them into the playoffs. And Tampa, um, I'm sure they'll be disappointed if they do miss out, which I suspect they will of the playoffs. Yeah, but um, it's huge progress from last year, and you can see where they're building to. 
Yeah. Uh, Cardinal Seahawks, close one. This one that was uh, 34-31 to Arizona. Uh, they managed to bring Russell Wilson down six times, uh, six sacks during the game. Uh, and it was another game with uh, two really good offensive performances as well. Yeah, and just a, another strange result in that the Cardinals have had such a such a horrid season for them. And you just worry about Seahawks going into um, the playoffs um looks like they might have cost themselves a um, bye week now that they're behind the Falcons and yeah. just worried about their defence now that they've lost um, Earl Thomas and have you heard that he's still talking about the possibility of retiring I that, haven't heard that no but there's you know he's not necessarily backed away from that and you know mm. given the money that these guys earn and what they have to go through you know if if you get a big injury like that I can see it knocking you and, and but you know the more immediate concern for Seahawks is just whether they can turn things around um turn things around in the playoffs and, and do enough to to make a statement there because yeah they're, they're definitely limping in with the injuries that they've got at the moment yeah, well, uh, in typical fashion, we both said that the uh, 49ers-Rams game should be pretty terrible, and as it turned out, it was a really close one. It was it looks like it was a really exciting game. Touchdown um, with a converted two-point attempt with 30 seconds left won the game for the 49ers. It was 22-21. Ah, yeah, what, but, you know, I was very surprised at the result. Um just because you'd seen nothing uh, and mm. you know how we talked about the Cowboys being like 12 and the Giants and, and it would appear that the um, the the 49ers are basically the Rams and everybody else because um, they've yeah, beaten them twice and, and lost to everyone else and you've got to worry I would think about um, what's going on with the Rams quarterback situation what's going on next season but you just need to wait and see what's going on but I do wonder if we might have a front office change as well as a coach change there at some point because quite possibly it, it just uh, it doesn't feel like it's heading in the right direction despite no. having some real talent on the defence but um, mm. yeah a, a curious result that's it um, it was quite one sided between the Chiefs and the Broncos they met uh, on Christmas Day uh, it was 33-10 to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, that Broncos loss obviously means that the uh, Dolphins get their place in the uh, the wild cards a week early uh, and it means that the uh, Chiefs mathematically could win the AFC West as well so for the first time since 2003 this means that neither team from last year's Super Bowl are going to make it to uh, into the playoffs yeah and both have fallen off for different reasons pretty sharply um, and it sort of makes you think that um, having had all the defence going off about um, how no you don't get to talk as offensive players you really need mm. to take care of, of your side of the ball and they didn't in this one and I like the Chiefs team um, I know that Andy Reid isn't necessarily always seen as, as sort of like a sexy coaching pick but you know he, his teams <laughs> win football games and win a know, lot that, of that them if you, yeah if you look at the um, <laughs> Chiefs regular season record over the last two seasons they have won an awful lot more than they've lost and uh, they've now got like the speed players on offense that you'd be worried about facing them and yeah, yeah a, one of the more dangerous um, I suspect wildcard teams I'm not sure who will go through the matchups in a minute but um, yeah. I'm trying to remember uh, but, 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 but I can't remember the record between Oakland and Kansas but yeah definitely a team that you would not want to face no and the final game was the Lions and the Cowboys this was just a uh, obviously Lions Cow- Cowboys had already uh, already qualified uh, but they, uh, they they were just really cementing their uh, that, that top spot so they won 42-21 and uh, yeah all all uh, all of the points were scored by by touchdowns uh, in that game, and even Des Bryant got in on the action, throwing a touchdown as well. Did you see that? No, I hadn't seen that, but I should now have to dig that out. And but you know, <laughs> it's just like the Cowboys running, doing their thing, and, and keep running up the game. And 
Is it like the most Detroit thing in the world for them to miss out on the playoffs, having been a little bit, yeah, leading the division? I mean, because you could just see them losing to um, uh, losing to Green Bay. I just get the feeling the Packers have got the momentum right now. That said, they might still scrape the wild card, mightn't they? Possibly, possibly. Well, uh, just going back a game as well. If you uh, if you go back to have a look at highlights of people throwing touchdowns, you wouldn't. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to, to, to mention that Dontari Poe, the heaviest yeah. man ever to throw a touchdown, and the <laughs> pressure on that tight end not to drop it in the back end. But did you see? He sort of sells the run, leaps up into the air, and flips yeah. it over. And yeah, oh, a great play. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I came in intending to and then forgot. Very much worth uh, checking out if you've not uh, if you've not absolutely seen a, a good yet. call, my friend. Good call, and one of my favourite players anyway. So yeah. Like that a lot. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? Okay, well, with it being Christmas, uh, the uh, the schedule's been a little bit all over the place for the blog, so we're going to move straight on to the uh, the picks for week 17 and the final week of the regular season. Here we are. It is finally upon us. It seems it's felt like a long time coming, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, and then uh, equally, it's gone by super quickly. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, we, we shall just have to see. Certainly has. Uh, well, the first game is the uh, the Bills and the Jets. This one, this could really go either way. I don't know which way this is going to go. I think personally, this is going to be one that is. I can't see the uh, the Jets changing their uh, their ways and, and becoming a, a high scoring team. Um, I just I just think the Bills are going to take this one. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. It does worry me a little bit. They've got an interim head coach who who doesn't seem to know the start the, the who's yeah. starting at quarterback, and that wasn't exactly as hugely enamoured. And apparently, we're getting EJ Manuel. But um, yeah, with the way the Jets are laying down, um, I think you've got to go Bills in that one. I think you have. Jets are given three and a half points, but I think it's uh, quite enough on this occasion. Um, Vikings Bears. Now, Bears are given five and a half points on this, and I think given that. I'm going to go for the Bears. I can't see the the the, the Vikings winning this I kind of agree with you, except for I'm slightly worried by the performance last week and what happened to the Bears. But yeah, no, I would generally agree with you just because the Vikings have been struggling so much. Yeah, I think you're right. That's uh, that's what we're going to. I think that's my uh, my kind of thinking behind it. Um, Ravens Bengals. I I'm, think this I'm, line is wrong. <laughs> it's two two and a half points uh, given to the Ravens. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't pick the Ravens on yeah. this. Yeah, no, it just feels wrong. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. I will be picking the Ravens. Um, Brown Steelers. Do you think Browns can follow up their uh, their win last week with a heroic victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers? I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, I'd not like by, to see it for by, obvious yeah. reasons, but no, I I, I don't see it, and I, and I think yeah. that <laughs> I, I think it'd be, it. I, I I don't think it's going to be that close either. Obviously, they they they're given six and a half points on this line. Yeah, I'm still going to go Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. It's all. Uh, it's just just plain sailing for them now, isn't it? You thought they've uh, they're 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 given two and a half points. Yeah, they have locked up their number one ranking. It's interesting. The Eagles are giving away points. I'm guessing that's to do yeah. with Week 17, and the Cowboys don't have much to play for. Mm. A tricky one, possibly to predict, just because you don't know um, who they're going to start and who they might rest, and whether they might think you know not running Ezekiel Elliott into the ground might be a good idea. So we'll just have to see. Um, but I'm suspicious of that line a little bit. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to be going for uh, for the for the Cowboys on that one. Right. Uh, Texans Titans. Uh, it's another one. Uh, Tex- uh, Texans are given uh, two and a half points. I think given the fact that the Titans are without. Well, they're, they're going to have have Matt Castle, aren't they? So I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go for the Texans. Yeah, I think I agree with you just because um, they've lost Mariota um, yeah. and they're out of the playoffs. They might want to try and act as spoilers for Texans, but the Texans have already won the division, so yeah. um, it's just a question of what's going to happen there, I think. 
Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, the Jaguars and the Colts, this is a uh, replay from the, one of the Wembley games this year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and who knows what's going to happen with the Jaguars having had their bounce back last week, but um, I guess... I guess Colts, just because I don't trust the Jags particularly mm. on the road. But yeah, it's a I, strange one, that. Yeah, I think I'm going Colts. Even though the Jags are giving four and a half points, I think I'm going to go uh, for the Colts on this one. Uh, I'm, of course, going to be going for the Dolphins over the Patriots. Are you Dolphins, a little bit insulted by this line? A, a little, yeah. Nine and a half points I is th- a lot of points for someone for a team who's doing quite well like we are. That being said, all of our games are very close. Yeah. And so, and, and which, the which Patriots worse, don't have it. anything to play for this week. You can see yeah. them resting. Um, I think, believe you have quite a good home record against the Patriots. We I do. could be wrong. And I just, yeah, I think that's a lot of points to be getting at home for a team that aren't that much worse. No, that's it. Well, the Dolphins have, yeah, don't, you're right. You're absolutely spot on. Dolphins have won the uh, last two home games against the Patriots. So, mm, yeah. I'm I'm going to be picking the Dolphins, and I'm quite. I'm quite does it sound like I'm it. joining you by any chance? It does a little, yeah. It does <laughs> a little. Uh, the Panthers and the Buccaneers, six and a half points given to the Panthers on that. I'm really not sure. Um, yeah. The Panthers, I don't know. They, they were playing strong, and then suddenly it sort of fell apart last week. And so I'm sitting there thinking, do I? I kind of fancy the Buccaneers, but I'm not sure by seven points. I think I do. I think I'm going to go for the Buccaneers. Well, you're the one with the hot hand, so maybe I need to follow you. Hey, I, I, that's it. Going into this week, I'm I got 13 this week, so yeah. Uh, as it as it stands, I you overhauled a four point lead to put it, to put yourself, give yourself a one point lead. A so, one you point know, lead. Well done, sir. Spot on, absolutely. This is the I think this is the closest it's been in the in the probably what three four seasons with three seasons we've been doing it. Um, I. Th- I think I pulled out uh, in the first year I think I pulled out like a, a week 17 win but yes yeah, certainly it's closer than last year <laughs> certainly is uh, Saints Falcons uh, Saints are given six and a half points uh, I think the Falcons will be looking to make sure they get um, a bye through um, getting the second seed um, yeah and I think they're just going to keep rolling. Whether they'll roll by seven, I don't know. I find the Saints really hard to predict, but on the grounds that I don't trust their defense particularly, I think I'll go Falcons. But that, that yeah, could be a fun game. Gonna, it's not going to one I suggest we watch because, um, <laughs> well, the, 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 we'll we'll cover that in the last game, I think. Yes, I think you're probably right. <laughs> Raiders-Broncos. Uh, one and a half points given to the Raiders. Broncos already out of it. Raiders pretty much already solidly probably going to look like they're going to get a bye. Uh, They'll want to make sure that they stay ahead of the Chiefs because don't the Chiefs have a... I think the Chiefs have the the swept divisional games against them. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, so I think they'll want to win it um, and obviously they'll need to get um, their backup quarterback bedded in. So... Yeah. (sighs) I'm not sure. I'm really not sure because of what the Broncos have been doing recently. I'm, I might lean Raiders, but I'm, you know, reluctantly. I'm, I'm reluctantly leading Broncos at the minute because I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who the, the backup quarterback is. Uh, in, I think it's in Oakland. I was ah, it's, the name's gone. I do know it, but it's gone out of my head. So you know, let's move on. Yeah, um, Kansas City Chiefs and the San Diego Chargers. Uh, five and a half points given to San Diego. Uh, yeah, given given how Kansas City have been looking and given that the Chargers failed to win against the Browns last week I think I've got to go for the Chiefs my only hesitancy is this could be another one of the last game in San Diego like it was last year and that meant a lot of those players and you could see it and so 
With five and the, five and a half is kind of tempting to me, but I think I'm leaning Chiefs. But you know, it's one to watch certainly. Yeah, Cardinals Rams uh, six and a half points given to the Rams. What do we What do you reckon there? Um, I don't know. I don't think I can. Pick, I, I think I have to pick the Rams really reluctantly because yeah. the Cardinals. I don't think have beaten anybody by that big a margin this season just because of the struggles they've had and so they've been burying what's been a phenomenal season by David Johnson who's got like a thousand yards on the ground and through the air this season but um, I think the Cardinals are going to win it's just whether they're going to win by seven or not I'm at the minute I'm leaning Cardinals but I think you're right I don't don't recall them winning by by more than a few points all season I I might be might be wrong but I can't remember I can't think of it Uh, Giants Redskins the in the uh, NFC East. This is yeah, seven and a half points given to given to New York. I think this is because um the Giants are I think are pretty set in terms of being a wild card and um Washington really need it. So I think this is giving it to the Washington team because because they really they need, need to win this and yeah, I think this could be result. a really good game to watch, but um I'm not sure I see Washington winning by eight or more. So no. I think you give me that many time points to the Giants then I pick them but I, yeah. yeah, no, I think that has to be it. But yeah, I'm going Giants. I'm going Giants. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers close out their season with a game against the Seattle Seahawks. They're given nine and a half points. Uh, ooh, I think at first glance, I'm thinking Seattle. That's a lot of points, though. It is a lot of points. For I a know. team that aren't functioning great on offense and are having some problems on defense, but I think I'm probably leaning in the same direction. Mm. Uh, and then the uh, the what's what's probably going to be the game of the week? I think Packers Lions. Yeah, I suggest this is the one we watch because this is I the huge right. winner. Definitely gets in. Other one, possibly not. Yes, yeah, I think this is going to be a uh, going to be a good game. The, uh, the 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 Lions on this line are given three and a half points and are really going to want it, aren't they? They are, but they've just been struggling, and and the momentum set against them. And it, it, I want to see them do it, but um, you just get the feeling. But they might fall short. That said, they yeah. are at home. But um, we just have to see if Matthew Stafford's finger can make a magic revival and, and they can <laughs> pull a, a performance from somewhere. Or I the Packers have a wobble. But it does feel like the Packers have suddenly locked in and, and after Rodgers predicted that they were going to win out, it looks like they might just do it. Maybe, maybe. I think the uh, I, I think it's going to be the, uh, the, the the Packers. I, I'm going to go go Packers on this one. I think uh, given given yeah, the last few I, weeks, I think I, I agree think. with you on on that one. But um, yeah. It should be yeah. a, it should be a, a, a really good game. That's it. Well, like we say, there's just one point uh, in it, so uh, yeah, may the, may the best man win. Indeed, as long as it's me <laughs> or me. Oh well, you know, you, you are allowed to win it eventually. <laughs> I felt that one way up here. Well, that's all we've got time for for this episode of the Wrong Football Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next week when we'll be looking at Week 17's games as well as making our picks for the Wild Card Week. Uh, we'll also be uh, seeing who did the uh, best in our divisional pick'em competition. That was uh, that's a long time ago, wasn't it? It really was. <laughs> in the meantime, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast to get it delivered to you each and every Thursday night. And also make sure you check out the blog from G uh, to see what he's been up to during the week. That's at thewrongfootball.com. If you want to get in touch with either of us, please make sure you either drop us an email to twfpodcast at outlook.com or find either G or myself on Twitter at wrongfootball or at twfdam. Thanks for listening. Have a happy new year and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.